Hello and welcome to the 1 160th of a second podcast. We're in episode 7 and that is all about editing images. Uh, we've got a new guest today and our guest today is Ben. I'm Gareth in case you forgot and I'm going to let Ben introduce himself. Ben would you like to just talk about yourself for a bit? Hi Gareth thanks for having me. Um, well my name is Ben. I'm a retoucher and photo editor. I've been doing that for two to three years but I have a background in videography which goes back about 10 years from university and college. Fantastic, excellent. So we're talking about editing images today and I suppose the key thing is why would you edit images? That's the best place to start. Why would you edit images Ben? Um, you can edit, people edit them for a variety of reasons. Uh, m uh, most popular is to just remove any blemishes or spots or stretch marks, anything like that, any bruising. Um, but then you get into the more heavier like Photoshop stuff and with with Photoshop and image editing, if you have an idea and the skill, then you can do pretty much anything you want with an image and can really bring things to life and go crazy with it if you wish. I mean, I I suppose the key thing to ask is, are there any images you don't edit? Uh, I don't edit images, well, I don't remove blemishes and um, like, re I class retouching as um, like beauty retouching which you would have like in magazines, like the blemishes or spots. Um, Photoshopping is proper editing for me. So I wouldn't retouch images of kids. Um, I think kids are fine as they are. You don't need to uh, shave some weight off them or remove any blemishes because they're kids, you know, they don't need that. Mm. Um, mm. Anything else though, I, with um, photo editing, I've been asked to shrink a few pounds off people, which, I'll do it to a degree, but full body transformation, just, I wouldn't really do that. I mean, you should be proud of who you are. You shouldn't go, look at this picture of me. It looks nothing like me, but it's me, honest. Mm. I mean, I, I class editing an image as if you make any adjustment whatsoever. Yeah, even even changing it to, to black and white could be classed as editing. Mm. But no, for, for me, as I said, for me, the, I have the two distinctions, retouching for just just blemish removal and smoothing the skin or photoshopping slash photo editing for anything heavier I mean, my main editing platform is Lightroom and probably most people out, out there listening probably use Lightroom I shoot exclusively in RAW um, across all my cameras that have that capability iPhone excluded I think <laughs> and so I shoot in RAW and it's so tempting when you load them into photo sorry I was going to say photoshop into Lightroom just to tweak after you've got rid of the ones you don't want just do a little tweak here a little tweak there I suppose even if you apply preset when you import them you're editing so the bulk of my editing is done in Lightroom the occasional portrait I would I was going to say touch up that sounded wrong <laughs> there'll be the occasional portrait or a retouch in Photoshop where Lightroom isn't quite right but most of it I do in Lightroom. Occasionally I'll put a photo in my iPhone, um, a raw photo on my iPhone, and I'll use their editing. It's not as good, but I quite quite like that. What's your main um, programs that you use? Um, well, as you said, Lightroom and Photoshop. I started in Lightroom because it's... Uh, Photoshop, the first time you open it, if you don't know what you're doing, is a very daunting program. 
it's not it's got better in its layout and usability um, but the first time you open it you look at it and go I have no idea what I'm doing so I focused on Lightroom and did the majority of my work in that it was only as I started uh, getting more adventurous with my images that I went into Photoshop and now it's just completely switched I'll do the majority of the work in Photoshop and then maybe then put it into Lightroom for a few other tweaks which are less time consuming than in Photoshop. Good thing with Lightroom is it's it is very user friendly. You can, you've got a lot of sliders and a lot of uh, quick responsive actions that you can do. Where in Photoshop you'd have to do x amount of things just to do one thing that you can do in Lightroom with the click of a button. Mm, do you use the raw? Do you import as raw and use the camera camera the Adobe Camera Raw in um, Lightroom? I do. I do uh, use, Photoshop. Sorry, uh, I do all my images in raw. Um, I do sometimes use uh, the camera raw, but uh, usually I'll just um, just open it in Photoshop and then do the rest of it myself. See, I tend to I'll import it into Lightroom because I, I like the categorizing feature of that as well, and the rating and and the lens corrections, which I, I guess you can get in Photoshop. And I'll tweak it in Lightroom. Then I will export it to Photoshop and then I have brought it back into Lightroom and even tweaked it further there until I'm happy with it. Um, very time consuming though. It can be, um, but anything worth doing takes time unfortunately. What's your average edit time? For um, like the retouching, the beauty retouching, I um, couple sometimes a couple of minutes. My longest actual like photoshopped image was one of the recent ones I did it I took on and off about a month to do that but that wasn't full-time all day every day that was a couple of hours a day and that was because you were using composites I guess yeah composites and just drawing a lot of elements myself and teaching myself new things as I was as I was going so with the composites how how do you get those to work and and at the end, how many layers have you have you done with your on average with your composites? The la the one that took a month, I think there was about seventy la seventy layers altogether. Oof. But they obviously I merge them as I as I go to save image size. Seventy. So, can you briefly talk? Don't go into the detail of seventy seventy actions, but can you briefly talk us through? Um, what the finished image look like I know that's going to be quite hmm. difficult in an in a audio medium and then what the original image you took and how you got from A to B essentially the original image was um, it was a great model called Freya Foria uh, she was just sat on an office chair in front of a green screen well, it was half the green screen fortunately it didn't have enough to cover the floor and the final image is uh, inspired heavily after watching Blade Runner 2 and she sat in front of a massive bank of uh, computer monitors and TVs with all electrical equipment everywhere and uh, some spider drones on the floor uh, so obviously you put it into Photoshop and then remove the backgrounds and then I spent two days going around her and removing any of the, the bleed from the green that went on to her clothes in the chair and because uh, it wasn't the best green screen, um, there was a lot of reflection from it on her, so I had to correct all of that. 
and then I had an idea of what I wanted to do but sometimes you, you have an idea of what you want the final image to, to look like um, but as you go on it it evolves and changes to not only what well, to your abilities really to what you can do so I spent another two or three days just making the room that she was in making all the perspective and then I realized that wasn't looking good so I scrapped all that and then started again and built it from just a wooden floor and then the walls and then I spent another day making uh, a rusty pipe to run along the bottom of the floor which is mostly covered by other stuff now so some would say that was futile but it's just it's all part of it even if you can only see a tiny little sliver of something it's all it all adds to it, it all adds to the the, the the creative process and building the the story in the image do you do you look at your final output and you, you've you've made it you've put it out there or you've sent it to whoever it needs to go to and you think oh no i can see that i can see a defect in it does that happen? It does happen um, often. I'll with um, doing things in Photoshop, you often obviously scrutinise every inch. But when you're staring at the same image for hours on end, your eyes can miss something. I did one picture where it was again in front of a green screen, and finished it, sent it off, uploaded it, and then I realised you could still see some of the green, a tiny bit of the green screen left. But you'd only really notice it if you were looking for it. So mm. just, just leave it in there. I mean, I've I've seen that image, and I I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be able to pick out flaws with it. You can tell that it's not a real image, but part of the reason for that is it's a fantasy image, um, and you there's a look there's a look to comp images that are composite images where you you sort of know that they're not reality. Yeah. But you'll never ever get that anyway. So unless you've got a lot of money and a great set designer, yeah, and a set builder to yeah, do it, yeah, exactly. But most people don't have that. <laughs> um, so we've talked about why you edit images. Um, we both talked about how we edit our images. You've talked a bit about things to be aware of. Are there any general sort of principles of editing images and any? general things to be aware of be don't be afraid or apprehensive of your own abilities everyone has to start somewhere and the internet is the best resource especially YouTube uh, you'll find pretty much anything you want to do someone's already done it and there's tutorials out there so best thing think of an idea you want to do and if you can't do it yourself then let someone else show you how follow their instructions delete it follow it again delete it and then try and do it yourself the third time and then by then you'll have learned more than just that one say you want to add I don't know a, a ray of light to an image you've you'll learn all about like the lasso tool and uh, lighting and shadow effects just from that one tutorial I mean some, some of my thoughts really are that there's two things really the first thing is don't spend all it's really easy to get sucked into editing oh, definitely, and yeah. don't spend all your time editing because then you have less time for things like going out and taking the photograph and spending time with your family etc don't overtake your life and the other thing is be realistic you can change quite a lot but you can't change everything so you can change people's hair colour in photoshop but you can't change the basics of them you can tweak them you can't double their height you can't 
change you can change the color of their eyes i think but you can't you know there's a there's a limit to what you can do you have to keep within the pixels you've got i think within the image and, i haven't explained that very well but and keep within the the realism of the image as you said with my composite obviously it looks like a fantasy image because that's what it is but if you were if you had just a normal image and then someone who looked twice the size that it's obvious you've just enlarged them then no that's not gonna look great so what sort of things do you do to give a sense of realism i know in street photography people will often wait for su for a person to walk in front of something so that there's a visual comparison in the image to give us to give an idea of the size so you've got the person you've got the building being photographed or the doorway or whatever mm -hmm. or the archway and the person looking at the image can think well oh that's big or oh that's small because they have a reference point did some editing of a picture where I put a lightsaber in <laughs> and because um, I like Star Wars who doesn't there are some people who don't you know but um, yeah I put I put a lightsaber in and to give it realism I put the same color as of the lightsaber on the person's face because if they're holding a lightsaber light will go on their face mm -hmm. change the shade of their face etc and their clothes as well so I put that in to give an added layer of realism if I just had a man there holding a lightsaber with light coming out of it but the light not going everywhere it, I suppose it wouldn't have looked real so no. that was one tip I well one thing I did to put yeah, shadows, uh, lighting and shadows definitely can make all the difference. Mm. Without that, it looks, it can, the image will just look flat. So, sticking a person in front of the Eiffel Tower, I suppose you've got to get their shadows to match the background shadows. Yeah, the, all the, the uh, directions of light, um, any light spill from any other sources. Right, anything... Before we finish the episode, Ben, any final tips or thoughts on editing images? As I said, um, don't be afraid to try new stuff. Uh, if you are struggling, look on the internet, Google, YouTube. There's always people who are better than you, and if they're given their expertise and knowledge out for free, then take advantage of that. Thank you very much. Right, you've been listening to the 1-160th of a second podcast. Still a mouthful to say, and I still regret um, picking that type, picking that name. But there we are. Um, this has been episode seven. Do listen to our other episodes one to six. Do look at up, do look us up on Facebook, and um, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>